Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Morning, welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellas with you as always. Good to be back in the studio with you and good to have with us back for another week, Butch Castles, who's uh, had the week off, feeling refreshed and back again. Uh, morning to you, Butch. How's things? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jordan. Yep, away last week and uh, back to uh, the terrible news that we uh, lost Taiki Yanagida during the week after that horrific fall that uh, he had at the Cambridge uh, races uh, a couple of uh, or Wednesday a week ago, and uh, he lost his battle on Tuesday. Uh, a really tough time for all of uh, the racing industry, but particularly those closely associated uh, with Taiki, the stables that he worked for, the likes of Wexford and uh, Ballymore, those stables he had a strong association with, in particular the, the jockeys that he rode with, the close jockeys ranks that we have in New Zealand. There aren't many of them, and they get to know each other pretty well, and uh, the jockeys are doing it really tough uh, this week, and uh, into the future they will as well with uh, with the loss of Taiki, and of course those that uh, he had become friendly with in New Zealand, and there were many over the past few years that he had forged friendships with in his time here as he forged a career in the saddle. It's just a tragic loss and uh, we uh, will pay our respects as an industry to Taiki on Monday with a service at the Matamata Racecourse. Absolutely. No, very well said, Butch. Very well said. Uh, this weekend is a, uh, it's a, uh, the culmination, isn't it, of the, uh, the Grand National Festival? What's coming up this weekend in racing? Yeah, it is. It's uh, the third day of the three days they have at Rickett in this time of year. Disappointing the jumps numbers, uh, particularly uh, the two features. Not many uh, in the uh, hurdle on Wednesday and the steeplechase tomorrow, just the five acceptors. So, yeah, look, it's uh, uh, sort of a time to uh, rethink and uh, recalibrate around uh, this. The South Island lost jumps racing uh, this year other than this Grand National Week, but certainly hasn't been as well supported as everyone would have hoped from horses from the north. $100,000 steeplechase tomorrow and just the five runners. Uh, but in saying that, uh, look, West Coast was super in winning on the first day in the lead-up and uh, he will take all sorts of beating in the feature of the Racecourse Hotel Grand National Steeplechase tomorrow afternoon, which is the feature at Ricketham Park. Good undercard uh, to support it of flat races. Uh, so looking forward to talking to Matt Cross about those and racing at Tauranga as well to to uh, compliment. They haven't raced there for a wee while. Last time they did, it was very, very testing. So uh, hopefully they can get through it a bit better than they did last time uh, at Tauranga. But it has been very wet. Matt will be, pardon me, Matt will be on the program with us a little bit later on. But we start off uh, today with Sam Spratt, who will be riding uh, around at Tauranga. And she's with us now. Sam, welcome to the program. Yeah, good day. How are you? G'day Sprouty, uh, Butch here, uh, welcome in to Breakfast with the Kiwis, thought we'd touch on uh, uh, 
uh, some rides uh, that you have at Tauranga tomorrow. It was very, very testing last time they raced at Tauranga. Been a fine week, so hopefully it's not quite as testing this time. Yeah, it's sort of what can kind of we'll go either one way or another. I mean, we have had a few days of fine weather, and it's supposed to be fine, so you'd think hopefully it'll be all right. But just as long as it doesn't get too holding and sticky, um, you know, it can sometimes make it worse than if we did have a shower of rain. But I think they've had enough time, so surely it would have um, dried out a, you know, dried out enough. Mm, for sure. Right, let's have a look at them. Honey Boy in race one. Thought the run was okay on that debut. Gets uh, onto the grass and uh, he might well be an improver in what's an even sort of a maiden race. Yeah, well, it went round um, Avondale and it was pretty heavy that day as well. So it obviously doesn't seem to mind the um, mind the juice in the ground, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it didn't go too bad. Sort of sort of drifted out of it a little bit, but then started coming into it. So um, yeah, it's a competitive run. Race number two, you ride one uh, for the Rogers. Uh, Mataran has gone a couple of uh, tidy enough races. Uh, what did you think about its chances tomorrow? Yeah, it was um, at race the same day at Avondale last time, and it just it was just too heavy for it. Um, it had been on a heavy track at uh, Pukekohe, but it sort of wasn't quite as heavy it was as Av- Avondale that time. Uh, as long as it's not too sticky for her, she'll be all right. I think she just sort of... Um, as I said, can handle it heavy, but needs that sort of sweet spot a little bit. Can't be too bad, um, but it should. That race two, it should be all right. So, um, but yeah, she's she's been going honest races. Star Treasure in race three, one for the Sullivan Scott Stable. Look, it's been a little disappointing of late this horse, but when he's on his game, he's pretty talented. Twelve hundred meter suits. He's had three st- uh, five starts at Tauranga for three placings. Uh, he's better than his form suggests. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've ridden the horse about four times now, actually, and sort of won one or two and had a couple of been in the money all the times anyway. And as you said, he is a, you know, he is a smart little galloper when he wants to. Um, but I just think he's sort of one of those ones that if he brings his A game, he's good, but um, just needs to bring it. But he's been pretty competitive. And I mean, apart from his last, you know, few runs, he's um, been pretty consistent. So um, he's only got 54 kilos. So I have to miss, miss my uh, roast dinner tonight. <laughs> But um, yeah, you'd think he he should be able to be thereabouts. You might be able to. You might have to miss that Friday glass of wine as well, Sam. I know it's going to be a bit depressing. <laughs> we'll have to just go for a straight whiskey or something like that because it will be less and that, not so. That hunt season's over. You don't when need you start the drinking. Though. You never feel like eating. <laughs> <laughs> Odin Power, the local in race four. Look, uh, the win came on the track there. It has placed at the trip. Form was good before uh, last time where it could be forgiven. I reckon Odin Power's a chance tomorrow at a nice each-way price. Yeah, definitely. Home track. Um, ran third on it a few starts back, obviously, in the wet track, and it went actually a really nice race. Um, I think it just possibly went a bit hard last time. It can hang on a little bit, but... Um, yeah, he settled pretty good when I ran, rode him and um, I actually sort of cut the corner a little bit down and it was the worst of the going and he really stuck on. I think if I actually probably could have been out because I was drawn in, sort of thought I'd t- cut the corners, but um, I thought he could have actually been a chance if he, the other day if he got a, you know, got out onto the better footing. So, um, yeah, no, I definitely think he's spot on. I think he definitely will be one to follow. And you've got a draw that will see you be able to get out if you want to this time as well, drawn barrier nine, so you can, if exactly. that's the pattern, yeah. Righto, uh, yeah. we go through to yeah, race no, six. Right. 
Uh, we go through to race six, Sam. Take it easy is uh, racing really well, this preparation. Another one trained uh, locally at Tauranga. This one by Stuart Manning. And uh, the last couple of runs have been really good. It has. Yep, no, really good. And um, yeah, it rode it back at Matter Matter on a heavy track when it ran second. And it was a horse that loved the ground. Like, didn't mind the mud at all. It was sort of like, um, it was quite heavy at Matter Matter that day and felt like we were going around on a good three. So, um if by the end of the day it is pretty testing the ground, it's definitely one that will not worry about it. Um, and it hasn't been far away the whole whole time. So only got 54 kilos. A lot of the better ones are, you know, going to have four or five kilos uh, carrying more than us. So hopefully that'll bog them down in the mud and we'll be able to just skip through. <laughs> <laughs> now this is one uh, in race eight, Sam, that I gave a big chance. Uh, look, I thought the run was really good going through the tapes last time at Taranaki. The win the start before at Tarapa was very good, showed a good turn of foot on a wet track that day. was 1,400 metres at Taranaki, gets up to the mile, which I thought would suit. I speak of see you in a bit. Did you see it the same way as me? Yep, yep, no, definitely. Going into its last run, um, Graham was actually fairly confident. Uh, went on his other one before that day, and he was quite surprised. He was like, oh, well, my better one's to come. Um but it's just sort of the race. The day that day, you had to pretty much be in front and on the fence, otherwise you just didn't have any luck. And um, we were sort of back midfield and out wider, and it just sort of got bogged down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good run. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's definitely it will definitely be right up there with one of my better rides. That's for sure. Did you think uh, up to the mile and suit it down to the ground? Yeah. Yeah, no, well and truly. Like, it was actually finding the line quite well last time. It, um, off the corner, it sort of didn't sprint because we were in the heavier stuff, and I um, was a bit... But the more it got going, it really found the line pretty strongly. So I think um, even that day, if we had a mile down at Taranaki, I think it probably would have run even closer. But So, no, I think um, definitely think the mile will be right up its alley, that's for sure. And it will be another one that won't... Shouldn't mind the um, track if it is pretty testing... So, um, yeah, no, definitely a good chance. Okay, and the last paradigm shift, well, just kept defying them last time at Ruakaka, uh, over the 1,200 metres, gets up to 14, which it hasn't uh, tried before, but it's got a pretty good uh, win ratio, three wins from eight starts and a pretty enthusiastic bunch of owners as well. It is, there's a good bunch of owners in it, and they were pretty pretty tough last time when we won, but... Um, as I said, yeah, the 1,400, I'm sort of like, oh, not sure, especially just on the testing ground as well. I'm sort of not sure how it's going to be on the sort of testing holding ground. Um, but, hey, it went good last time. It's actually not, you know, it's quite a smart little horse. Um, so you'd sort of think it would, would be a go. But my only queries are, yeah, the 1,400 metres, and especially if it is quite testing out there, I'm just not sure whether... Um, you know, it might just prefer the track a little bit better. But I think if it gets through it, it's a chance. But um, just going to have to... And the thing is, warning, Hunter, we are coming wider. It's going to race more like a mile. So, um, yeah, it's gone from sort of 1,200 at Royal Carker on a decent track to 40, which is going to possibly race like a mile by the end of the day. Uh, might be a bit of an ask for it. But um, fingers crossed it is, you know, does go good because, as you said, it's a great enthusiastic bunch of owners, that's for sure, that... Enjoy the sport. <laughs> they do indeed. Righto, Spratty, thanks for joining us. We're going to have one bet on you tomorrow. I was going to back see you in a bit. What did you think?
Yeah, I was tossing up between that and also I reckon take it easy. I think that's, um, you know, I, I really think if I, I'm, I know we've had fine weather, but I reckon the tax track could be quite holding and testing and I, um, it just flies through it. So, um, and it's been going pretty nice races. So I think between the two, I think you can't go wrong if you put a couple of dollars on them, that's for sure. Thanks, Sam. Enjoy, uh, enjoy no roast tonight and good luck tomorrow out there riding. Thank you very much. I'll just stick to my whiskies. <laughs> Sam Spratt with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Great to have a chat. We'll take a break on the program. We'll come back more on the way on the other side of this. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis with you. Butch Castle's with us again after a week off last week. And the man who filled in for you last week, Butch, was uh, Matt Cross, who did a great job. And he's going to do a great job this weekend, I'm sure, on the call at Rickerton Park in a big weekend ahead. Matt, welcome to the show. Good to have you back on. Yeah, great to be back on, Jordan. Hi to you. Hi to Butch. Beautiful, fine day here in Christchurch. It was a really chilly start here. We hit about minus four or minus five even in some parts around the Canterbury region this morning but it's dawned a beautiful fine day so that frost would have held a little bit of that moisture in the heavy 10 that we've currently got but I would say it'll thaw out a little bit during the day and I guess Butch the difference this year is that we didn't have any flat races on the grass so that grass should be pretty well saved up tomorrow really looking forward to it. Yeah, should be, as you say, Matt. Let's uh, rip into it. Race five, the Zilco Handicap. Uh, there's a few uh, racing that raced in the Winter Cup and the like. Uh, pretty tough sort of a race. I thought kick-on could be uh, the one to beat uh, with the four-kilo claim. Yeah, I think you're right there, Butcher. There's probably not too much between kick-on and Sea Shepherd. I know they've got a really high opinion of Sea Shepherd. 1,400-metre suits gets Michael McNabb on board. But just with that... A uh, four-kilo claim of kick-on coming out of the Winter Cup where he never really looked likely. I think he's the horse to beat, and you can probably play the Quinella quite confidently around those two. So kick-on, see Shepherd for sure. Butch, I can see them fighting out the finish in race five. Race six, the feature. You'll uh, be talking a fair bit about each of these runners with only five of them in there. West Coast, you'd have to think on what we saw the first day, uh, is clearly the one to beat. Did you see anything being able to uh, knock him off? Not the way he went the other day, to be honest, Butch. And to be fair, he's still in the infancy of his career. He hasn't even had 20 starts yet, West Coast. Big, rangy sort of horse. Mark Hooligan, he knows how to get horses ready for the Grand National Steeple. So I don't really see anything beating him other than bad luck and himself. Carnaby's probably the main danger, but he'd have to lift many lengths to be beating West Coast. And his work through the line the other day was very good, so the, the step up in distance is certainly going to suit. In one West Coast, I think you can anchor him in your multis tomorrow. Uh, Matt, race seven, the heat store handicap, very flash, was good late uh, in the Winter Cup, as was Summer Festival, who's racing particularly well, and we know how good he was early in his career internationally. Miss Tavi's in good form. Thought it was a good little race, this. Yeah, solid race, solid, solid race. Very flash again with the claim coming off its back. His closing sectionals on a very testing track the other day were very good, considering the first and second horses had much more economical runs than what he did. I think he can turn the tables on Summer Festival. So I'm with Very Flash to beat Summer Festival, who's likely to go forward and potentially set up the pace. I just wonder if they might ride Very Flash maybe a couple of spots closer 
not an overly big field. So he might not be too far from them turning in, but Summer Festival is likely to set up a good speed. And I didn't really see too much else winning the race. I think they've got the market pretty right. It is between Very Flash and Summer Festival, but in one Very Flash. Race number eight, Matt. Uh, this is a good betting contest. It's been money for Husk on the strength of uh, its run the other day. Uh, LJ was seen doing its best work late in the race uh, on Saturday as well. And again, Kevin Myers uses the four kilo claim of Lily Sutherland. Uh, I'm not sure the chances stop there, though. Pretty even contest. Yeah, and you've got Kasuda dropping back as well. And Kasuda's mm. a really top mare from the Central District. Just 59 kilos, particularly with the weight pull of the first and second favourites, could make it tough for her. Whitish barrier draw. You've got to respect Husk and LJ. I thought if there was a little each way play in that butch, then Beezy Zipper getting back to 52 kilos is going to be right up her rally over the 2,000 metres. She could be one to watch from the Kelvin and Amy Tyler base and another one that does love wet ground. I'd be having a small each way on Zambezi Zipper in race number eight, butch. Race nine, uh, the uh, penultimate leg of the quaddy. Uh, there's a couple that have impressed with their debut wins, the likes of Bauble and Carnagnan from the Myers stable on the first day. How did you see this one playing out? I was happy to say Carrigan was the best bet of the day, Butch, to be honest with you. I said on Saturday after he won, look out for him when he gets to 1,400. Well, it's only taken Kevin Myers seven days to do just that. Barrier number <laughs> one showed good tactical mouse at the start of that race. And I reckon this is a Kevin Myers double special with Carrigan. Barrier one, Cosiusano on board. I think he's one of the better bets. And they're currently offering 450, which I think is a touch of overs. Mm, okay, he was good. And the last, we always like to uh, try and nail the winner of the last. I see LJ's had money. He's 8.50 into 6.50, and just uh, maybe, without a rider declared, they might go this way. Yeah, you just never know, do you? And it, it does make it awfully hard sometimes to do the form when you're looking at the horses with no jockeys down. You, you take the horse out, and it changes total complexion of the race. So... If he's in, yes, he can win. If he's out, Tatamir Lad becomes the horse to beat at $5.50. Such a strong win here on Saturday, coming from a long way off the speed and relish the ground. Best value in the race, number 12, P and D. Really impressed with the way that that horse found the line, gets it on 54 kilos, and she's a horse that I think will appreciate the seven-day backup. She's currently $16 with us over here in New Zealand. P and D, runner number 12 in the last. But Tatamir Lad, very impressive on day number one, Butch. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for uh, filling in last week and good luck to you. It must be a daunting prospect, 5,600 metres and just the five of them to talk about. Uh, what, have you got some stories to roll out or how do, you, how do you work your way through that? Yeah, I think we'll bypass the jokes, Butch. We'll try, we'll try and stay away from that. I don't know if I can top George Simon's joke up at, I think it was Rotorua one day when he only had about four horses in it, but... Look, it's such a joyous occasion. If it was a maiden and you only had four in it, it would probably be quite boring. But hopefully we have a couple of them go at it from the 1,000 metres. I reckon it'll be the best part of eight minutes that we've got to get through. So, yeah, it'd be good if we had Mark McNamara on course. He was actually here during the week uh, coming over for a fleeting visit. But uh, him and I used to actually dual call the Grand National so I could do with him back and get a bit of a helping hand there on Saturday. But I'm sure we'll get through. Butch might even stop for a glass of water halfway through. <laughs> Take a half-time break. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for your time. Good calling uh, tomorrow. Yeah, cheers, guys. See you later. Matt Cross here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're listening to us right across Australia and New Zealand. Back with more after this. 
You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Final segment on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Butch, have you got any uh, bests for us to round out the show? Well, listening to our guests, really looking forward, of course, to the Racecourse Hotel Grand National Steeplechase. Even with the five runners, it'll be a spectacle. West Coast looks like a real rising star in the ranks. So that'll be a watch, but it'll be certainly a must-watch at 2.19 New Zealand time. I I thought uh, that uh, Sam Spratt's ride uh, in race number eight at Tauranga uh, was awfully hard to beat at a big price at around $8. See you in a bit. I got some confidence about the way she said it was doing her be- its best work late last time at New Plymouth. So I'll be having something each way on See You in a Bit, uh, race eight. And then uh, we'll go with Matt Cross's best of the day, Carrigan in uh, race number nine at Rickerton. So hopefully there's something there to fill the pockets and look forward to uh, some uh, wonderful racing out of both Rickerton and Tauranga tomorrow. Excellent stuff. We'll chat again next week, Butch. Thank you very much. Breakfast with the Kiwis returns same time, same place next week right across the SEN network. See ya. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.